Cuban legend Guillermo the Jackal Lugandiao takes the ring. The Jackal unloads! This guy's a genius inside the ring. Standing in his way, he's one of boxing's most vibrant champions. John Riel Casimiro, he's got personality, he's got power, he is a force. Wigan Diao versus Casimiro for the 118-pound world title, live on Showtime. What's up, fam? It is Monday morning. This coming to you straight from the Thick Boy Studios. What is happening, Thick fam? What is happening? Fresh off a, uh, you know, not a huge fight card weekend, but it is a pay-per-view, UFC 265. Uh, also coming over a little bit of a hangover from the Calabasas Fight Companion with the boys, Josh Thompson. We had Brian Ortega. He brought his girl. Um, we had TJ Dillashaw, who uh, came in on one leg and uh, hasn't celebrated his win and uh, he got a little loose. Good for him. And then uh, my boy Mark Harley. The whole crew was there. It was a good time, man. Uh, it's getting better every time. Getting better every freaking time. You can tell we didn't have anybody in the background this time. We didn't have Meatball back there, a cat <laughs> massaging her feet or some shit. We got the curtains, so we took care of that. Uh, five's a lot. Five is a lot to navigate. And this is how it went down because... Uh, to put that thing together, uh, I reach out to my boys. And then, you know, some people, here's the, listen, I've known Brian Ortega forever. I fucking love Brian Ortega. He is the worst person ever to respond back, whether it's DMs or texts. He's the guy who's not on his phone a ton. So I asked him two weeks before the fight companion. I said, hey, you, you want to come on? We could have some fun, man. Nothing, nothing. Two days before, he's like, hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Who is this? He's like, it's Ortega. Fight campaign. Saturday. I'm in. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. You're not going to turn down Brian Ortega. So that's how you get five. And they said, cool. Not only am I coming, I'm going to bring my girl. Attractive young lady. Hell of a fighter, too. Fights in two weeks. Really solid crew. Uh, here, This is the evolution of Brian Ortega. He's, I wouldn't say he's introverted when I first met him, but he's not like the most talkative dude. But since, you know, being a perennial contender uh, in the UFC and coming off the Ultimate Fighter, where he's doing a million interviews, he's a chatty Kathy these days. Mm -hmm. He is a chatty little Kathy, <laughs> and he told some long stories. They're interesting though. Yep. Chin, did you take any uh, offense to what he was saying about your boy Jay Park? No, I even talked to him afterwards. He's you talked to Brian or Jay yeah, Park? Brian, Brian. Oh, yeah. It, I totally get where he's coming from. He had a horrible freaking week. And then he he also thought that it was Jay Park talking when it wasn't. So yeah, it was yeah. just miscommunication. Mm -hmm. But that's the mo I mean, I've known Brian for shit fourteen years, thirteen years. Yeah. It's the most I've ever heard him talk ever. Yeah, he just he's a changed man. He has all those cameras in his face. But it was a great time, man. If you haven't seen it, it's available now. Only available on the Thick Boy YouTube. It's up there, so go check it out. Mm -hmm. It was a grand old time. Whiskey was flowing. Liquid death water was flowing. Even the Manscaped got used on Brian Ortega's <laughs> that was dope. abs. I was going to shave Mark's head for him. He didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, overall, the uh, I'd say the difference between this second uh, Calabas fight campaign and the first one is these fights weren't as good. You had a lot of decisions. Um, the most surprising fight on the card was Vicente Luque and Michael Chiesa. 
uh, man, was I off on Kiesa um, getting it done via submission. He took him down. I was like, oh, this is this is game over. And he even had his back, and he was going hard on the chin. It looked like he was going to get it done. And then freaking uh, Vicente Luque ended up choking him out. So that that was definitely the surprise of the card. And Luque now, I, I he maybe one away from a title shot. If, you know, the, I, I would assume, too, you know, you look at the welterweight division, you could also just give him a title shot. What are you going to do, you know? Unfortunately for um, Leon Edwards, they, they have him in an awkward position. So if they want him to fight for the title, they would have done it by now. They clearly don't. So maybe do uh, Vicente Luque and uh, Leon Edwards? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a fun fight, though. Vicente Luque could easily just jump up there because so he's six, beat five, so he goes to five. Yeah, you could do that. You look at the queue. Wonderboy just lost. And these these are the current ratings, huh? They have yeah. one boy at four. They usually update on Tuesday. Yeah. So I would assume he goes to well, uh, and then Wonder Boy beat Vasante uh, Luque, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, he'll be five. He'll be dead at five. So you could give him. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for a title shot. I, I think the winner of that was probably going to get a title shot. We'll see what they're going to do with it. Um, Tisha Torres looked fantastic. I thought Angela Hill was going to pull that off. Yeah, man. Uh, again, not, not, nothing really going to blow your hair back on this. Jessica Pena, shout out Jessica Pena. Love her submission armbar via first round. Um, the co-main event and main event, um, in the co-main event, Jose Aldo, I mean, I don't know what diet he's on, but he went back to four years version of Jose Aldo before he got starched by uh, Conor McGregor. There's a little bit of a downhill climb from there. Uh, he looked good. Cardio wasn't an issue, which, you know, I know TJ brought up a lot in the companion, but uh, he looked fucking good, man. And, you know, in his post-fight speech, not inside the octagon, but outside, he called out TJ Dillashaw. And I see a lot of other, you know, people in the space, analysts, stuff like that, experts saying, yeah, Jose Aldo versus TJ makes sense. No, it doesn't. First of all, TJ is guaranteed a title shot, so why would he fight an older Jose Aldo? Also, TJ just had knee surgery. So you're telling me Jose Aldo's going to wait till mid, early next year to fight TJ? I don't think so. And he's ranked five. So he, he's definitely going to get a fight before he fights TJ. For TJ, there's no upside to that in any facet. You know, he just beat the number one contender, Corey Sandahagen. Why would he go backwards and fight Jose Aldo? It doesn't make sense. So, and here's the other thing. They were going to give TJ the title shot off the bat. So if Peter Jan would have beat Aljamain Sterling without, you know, the DQ and say he was champ, you would have got Peter Jan, TJ Dillashaw. That had been TJ Dillashaw's first fight coming back after a two-and-a-half-year layoff, which, thank God, because I feel like that was a bad idea. Because even against Corey Sandahagen, even on one leg, one eye, he got it done. But, you know, there's some ring rust there. He, he don't want to admit he says it's all mental. And, listen, I'm going to take TJ's word for it. But I feel like after a two-and-a-half-year layoff, to jump in the Peter Jan would be a bad idea. So best case for him. He's out for a little bit, rehabs the leg. He says he's only down three months, and then he'll get back to training. But he won't fight till early mid next year until it's for the title. And it, I would assume uh, if it goes like it did the first time, Peter Jan versus TJ will be that fight. But Jose Aldo looked fucking good, man. Looked phenomenal. Light kicks are back. You know, I've been riding Cyril Gunn's nuts for months now. And then the day of the fight, I was like, God, hometown, Houston, 
Derek Lewis throws caution in the wind. He could he could catch him and become you know the interim heavyweight champ. I could see that, and that's why I put him on my DraftKings. So DraftKings comes to me because all right, give us your three fighters to boost their odds. Well, I'm not just going to do the favorites every time because there's no money in that. So in order to win the parlay, the most money, I like to pick the dogs. Chance of them winning, not good. But if you do happen to hit that parlay, we're making bank, bro. You can go to Arby's and fucking wherever you want to go, man, and buy a bunch of freaking curly fries, and they got the meats, man. You know the commercials. So uh, you love that. And so, uh, you know, that's why I picked those guys so you guys can make money. It gives you more of a, you know, if you bet just a little bit of money, you're not, if they the underdogs do lose, you're not out a ton of money. But if they do hit, we're making bank, bro, going to Arby's. So when you make those decisions, you're assuming you're getting uh, the best version of Derek Lewis. His team says he's trained harder than he ever has. He's more dedicated now. And TJ goes, I, when I, and I, he's the first one I heard say, he goes, I don't like that for Derek. Like when I hear he's like taking, losing weight and getting serious about fighting, like he's made this far doing whatever he's doing. Like why change it up? Like it's not clearly working, you know, and even after the first round, he's not breathing hard because he didn't throw a punch, but still he's not breathing hard. So clearly he was in shape and it just looked like, he just didn't show up. It just, the pressure got to him. The The title is on the line. Even though it's the interim title, the title's on the line. You're in your hometown. It's in Houston. All this was for you. And he kind of shit the bed. I think the official stats said he threw 16 punches. Even that, that's pretty generous. He might have threw eight. I don't think he landed any of them. Maybe in the clinch, he landed that kind of decent uppercut on Cyril Gaon. But Cyril Gaon just... Couldn't be a worse matchup for Derek Lewis. I heard he threw like 37, but only landed 16. Somewhere on there, 30, 37, 39. And I'm saying he didn't even land 16. Yeah. So those 16 are full of shit. <laughs> I'm saying he landed like three. Um, either way, let's say he did land 16. That's not showing up to mm-hmm. the dance in any facet. Um, the only other time, you know, he fought for a title against DC, got manhandled. So... You know, the pressure pressure might be a thing for him. Still a great fighter. Still one of the best knockout artists to ever do it. But uh, when the chips are on the table and you're, you're fighting the real deal, you know, it doesn't work out for him. To his defense, Cyril Gaon's a tough puzzle to solve that nobody has come close to solving. Not even close to solving. And uh, the only way Derek was going to get that done is by going out on a shield and throwing caution in the wind, trying to knock him out. He just didn't do it. So he just got picked apart for three rounds. Completely one-sided dominate for three fucking rounds let's take a little break from talking about guys getting punched in the face because hey did you forget something at the store what'd you forget man you're a snacker like myself do you always have a drink you always drinking on something did you forget toothpaste toothbrush whatever it is my friends at doordash will get it to you in 30 minutes dinner gotcha deodorant gotcha morning pick me up from whatever coffee shop you want Check, check, check. Whatever you need, whenever you need it with DoorDash. We got you covered, man. DoorDash connects you with the same restaurants you love right now, right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash, too. Get drinks, snackies, other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering super easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want it. Your items will be delivered straight to your door. 
that easy. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory, menu way too long, whatever. For limited time, you guys can get 25% off and zero delivery freeze on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BTB. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BTB. Don't forget, that's code BTB for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, it's everybody's favorite time of the year. Is it though? Uh, college football season is around the corner. And to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is putting you New players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limit time offer now. Go Buffs. Bet on the Buffs. You heard it right. DraftKings has given all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game. Any game. No matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, reliable, located right here in the U.S. of A. So it's easy to deposit, withdraw your money when you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BTB to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 on any college football game. That's promo code BTB to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I guess the question is, is, is Cyril Ghosn that good? Or is it just this, is this a stylistic, perfect matchup for Cyril Ghosn? I think it's a combination of both. I think he is that freaking good. I think he's the most athletic heavyweight that we have in the division. More athletic than Francis Ngannou. More athletic than John Jones. More athletic than uh, Stipe. But, you know, I would like to see a guy like Stipe, like a John Jones, who's going to incorporate wrestling and see how Cyril Ghosn does with that. That being said... You know, with his footwork, it's it's going to be a problem, man. I told you guys this a long, long time ago. When you look at the matchups, including Stipe, including John Jones, and especially Francis, Cyril doesn't get hit. If you're a power puncher, that's his game. He does not get hit. And he's only getting better. This is his 10th professional fight. It's insane, dude. It's nuts. He's goddamn good. Doesn't take punishment. And that's the name of the game. You know, it wasn't the most entertaining fight at all because Derek Lewis didn't fight. But also, if you're a Cyril Gaon fan, it's kind of how he fights. He 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 doesn't get hit. He plays the game right. You know, I don't know if he's going to be this huge fan favorite fighting that way, but probably make a lot of money. You know, I don't know if he's going to make Conor McGregor money because that's probably not going to cross over into the, the casuals where they're, you know, foaming at the dick to watch this guy for pay-per-views if you're winning by decision and stuff like that. But... Name of the game is, you know, hit them, don't get hit. He's the best we have in the heavyweight division that doesn't get hit. So he's probably going to be a champ. He matches up well against Francis, matches up well against uh, Stipe. Um, so it's be interested. You know, and then he's all, he's French. Francis is French, right? Although, you know, African, but, you know, pretty French. You could definitely do that fight in France. This is them sparring, and Cyril Gans kind of lighting them up, isn't he? I think they're kind of, yeah. I he, see throws a, he throws a nasty elbow here. 
Here's the thing about sparring, though. We don't know what round this was. We don't know where Francis or Cyril is at in their camp. We don't know if is Francis getting ready for a fight, and this is the fifth round. He's in the shark tank, and Cyril comes in. He's the fresh fifth guy. So I don't put too much into this at all. Mm -hmm. At all. I don't give a shit about sparring. But they're both kind of attacking each other. Yeah, they're both doing well against each other. None of that matters. We have no idea where they're at in their camps right there. Both big boys, right? So yeah. Look how big Cyril Ghan is, dude. Gigantic. Footwork, definitely better than Francis, though. Technique, definitely better than Francis. Defense, definitely better than Francis. So does that happen in France? I mean, it'd be a good uh, it'd be a good kind of endeavor for UFC to get involved with and earn these young French fans because MMA is super new over there in France. Mm-hmm. And you have these two monsters representing France. Makes sense they would do it, and now it's legal there. Yeah. It just became legal there. So I would assume we get the title fight, hopefully by the end of the year, in France. That'd be pretty cool. You have you have a favorite in that, Jen? Do we, is there odds for Francis Cyrogan yet? I would assume Cyrogan's a slight, slight favorite. Like minus 100, minus 125, minus 110, some shit like that. There's going to be no grappling in that fight. He's favored now. Cyril is? Mm-hmm. Uh, barely though, minus one thirty, plus one ten. Yeah, I would assume mm-hmm. we ha- we haven't seen any weak spots in this game. And I bet you'd be even money, or Cyril might be a slight dog against Steve. It's just about matchups, mm-hmm. but I think he beats both of them. I don't know if he knocks. I don't think he's gonna knock Francis out, but we'll see. Also, Francis can go hard in the paint too, so he could open himself up to a big shot. Cyril's not small, so we'll see. I hope they make that happen. What I really hope is they fucking pay John Jones and we get John Jones yes. to fight the winner of that next year. That's the so Sarah Gunn Francis fight for the official UFC heavyweight title, then the winner of that fights John Jones. Where that leaves steep analyst, I don't know. All I'm saying is I want John Jones to fight the winner of that. This episode of Below the Belt is brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves, bringing more confidence in the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, button chewable form, and a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets combat all forms of ED, can help men gain extra confidence in the sack when it's time to go with your girl or your gal. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, ships straight to your door, discreet little package, Nobody has to know you're trying to get your dick game right, all right? Process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part, it's all done online, bro, all right? And again, they're not pills. It's called BlueChew. You chew it for God's sakes, all right? BlueChew tablets are made in the U.S. of A. They prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than the pharmacy. So if this sounds like something you could dig, all right, visit BlueChew.com for more details, important safety information. Here's a little deal for you guys. Try BlueChew free when you sign up with the code SHOB, S-C-H-A-U-B, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SHOB, to receive your first month free. I thank BlueChew for being part of Below the Belt. 
This episode of Below the Belt is also brought to you by Liquid Death. I know what you're thinking right now. Oh, he's drinking. Dang, it's awfully early to be drinking that big tall boy beer. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's drinking on the gig. I'm not, you silly geeses. I'm not. This is water, baby. This is sparkling water. They have flat water, too. My favorite's the black can sparkling water. We're talking about Liquid Death. It's just water in a dope-ass can. And why is it called Liquid Death? Because they're putting to death plastic. That's right. They're putting to death plastic. Because you think all plastic is recyclable, the bottles. You're wrong, dude. It's not. Not all plastic is recyclable. Loom cans are definitely recyclable. That's why we're doing it, man. And this is Liquid Death. If you enjoy it like we did on the Fight Companion or any show that I do, and it's very rare I reach out to sponsors. I reach out to these guys because I consume water now. I need to drink more water. I love their water. I tried on set. I'm like, I need more of this. And here we are now, kids. So go to liquiddeath.com slash BTB to get a free set of koozies. We don't love koozies floating around in the water. Maybe the lake, you got a koozie. Every chick digs a koozie. Whole Foods and 7-Eleven carries it, both the sparkling and the flat. So go to liquiddeath.com BTB to get a free set of koozies with your first order of any case of water of Liquid Death. Again, that's liquiddeath.com slash BTB. All right, what do you got for me, Jen? All right, the first one is Rafael Fiziv. Uh, this is at the post-fight press conference, and he said, you know, with the fans there, it's kind of like fighting – or having sex without a condom. That's how much of a oh. difference it made. Because, to, you know, I say, like, fight without fans is like sex without condom. But, uh, no, 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 sex with condom. But today, <laughs> but today is without condom. No. Yeah, definitely better. <laughs> definitely better. Eat both sides. UFC is better with fans, sex better without a condom. Mm-hmm. Legit points. You know, it was tough for us to like watch and concentrate on the fights, but so everyone's saying that um, Bobby Green completely won the third round uh-huh. versus Fiziev, uh-huh. and this judge, this uh, judge right here, get, actually gave it to Fiziev. You see her? I mean, just bad judging. And then this is John Anik actually talking about it. John Anik, but with respect to the score, third round last night's lightweight fight between Fiziev and Bobby Green for Fiziev is to not know what you're watching. I'm confident if I sat down 100 second graders to watch that third round, 99 or perhaps all 100 of them would score it for Bobby Green. What an absolute disgrace. So repeatedly that judging is one of the hardest jobs in MMA. Um, fighting, refereeing, commenting, obviously, but there was nothing hard about figuring out which fighter won that round. Feel for the athletes. But that still doesn't mean Bobby would have won the fight. No, no, but he just said, like, this type of judging is oh, insane. You it's know? always going to be a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like you change the... It didn't change, yeah, the fight. No, change, it doesn't uh, outcome change anything, the fight. So, you know. But still, you can't have judges like that. That's terrible. Good for him calling them out. Yeah. And their names are plastered on there, so that's cool. Because they take no ownership at exactly. all. Exactly. And this is cool of Connor to just tweet out after the fight that Jose is a legend. Yeah, I'm over it. Because <laughs> then he talked shit about DC, right? Did he? Yep. Oh. Yeah, he's tweeting like crazy. So this is actually pretty cool. Cody Garbrandt. I think he's just bored. He's like, his legs all fucked up. I think he just doesn't know what's going on right now. He's lost. Yeah. Um, okay, this is kind of cool, but kind of not cool. But it's cool that Cody Garbrandt's actually going down to flyweight, and he's taking on Kai Kara France December 11th. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too. TJ on the, the Calabas fight campaign goes, uh, I said, man, yeah, I want him to fight Sugar Sean. Yeah. And TJ goes, that's a tough fight for Cody, man. Which I agree, you know. If the name of this game is fighting the most famous guys possible to get the most notoriety, you know, so you, 
that results in people wanting to pay to see you. It's nothing against France, but you know, compared to Sugar Sean, you're talking about I apples know, and oranges here. You know, yeah. So they're all tough. Everybody's tough. Um, but I, I would much prefer to see Cody Garbrandt fight Sugar Sean. Agree. And be good for Sugar Sean. Yeah. So you talked about this on Fight Companion as well. Fedor Emelianenko versus Tim Johnson in yeah, Bellator. Josh Thompson, who's the commentator for Bellator, um, again, on the Fight Companion, hates this fight for Fedor. He thinks Tim Johnson knocks him out. I guess if you're Bellator, you're just all in on Tim Johnson. That's why he did it. But for Fedor, for his last fight, it's in his hometown. It's in Russia. Like, why not give him another legend? Give him another guy, you know, to add a feather to his cap. Josh Barnett would have been great. Astro Overeem, you know? Yeah. But good for Tim Johnson for winning the Fedor sweepstakes. Dana White says that UFC is targeting Max Holloway Yair, Yair Rodriguez for November 13th, maybe right now. It's a tough fight for Yair Rodriguez. Uh-huh. Let's go, Max. Sounds like a great fight, though. That's yeah, a great fight. Mm-hmm. Great fight. And you talked about this. Oh, we talked about this on Fighter and the Kid, but I don't think we talked about it here. Chad Mendez. Signing with BKFC for a multi-fight deal? Oh, no, we talked about it on uh, Fight Companion. Fight Companion, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, when you hear Chad Menace coming back, you're assuming it's with the UFC, but he said, nope. Mm-mm. Flip the script. Bare Knuckle Fighting. Um, which, you know, Bare Knuckle Fighting is a good product, man. I think the more guys that can sign with gas left in the tank like Chad Mendez, the better that promotion is going to be. So I, I would say this is their biggest signing. You know, mm-hmm. Rachel Ostovich and Paige are big, but to sign a guy like Chad Mendez is huge, man. And he can fucking crack. For Dude, he looks so good right now. Oh, and you know uh, how we were all sad in here and brokenhearted? Rachel Ostovich has a boyfriend. Yeah. My boy, who's a coach or was a coach for the Chargers, was like, hey, you guys, we weren't making fun. And we're just like, yeah, that lucky son of a bitch. That guy's like one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. He, he's worth like $40 million. Wow. Yeah, he's a fucking stud. They're just picking up like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's a super stud. Cool. Yeah. We didn't know. Nope. Makes sense, though. Makes all the sense in the world. How do you like this matchup? Luke Rockhold and that crazy guy. I Sean love that Strickland. crazy guy. <laughs> I God, it wasn't going to be labeled with a crazy guy, man. <laughs> he's kind of crazy. I love this fight. And they don't like each other mm-hmm. at all. It's a great matchup. Yeah, it's fun. I'm so interested to see how Luke Rockhold looks. You know, I'm, I mean, Luke Rockhold's my boy, but uh, so I'm rooting for him. But that, you know, Sean Strickland's a fucking animal, man. And that's November 6th? Yep. That's a great fight. This is also. Oh, damn, that's official. Yeah, Paulo Costa versus Marvin Vittori, October 23rd. Paulo fight Costa night. was like, hey, man, I need more money, but I'm also going to get hair a hair transplant. transplant. Tough fight for Vittori. Fun fight, too. That's yeah, a great fight. And finally, this is happening. Rafael Dos Anjos and Islam Makachev. And this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You'll see on this week's uh, Food Truck Diary, it's Josh Thompson, Big John McCarthy. And we break down Makachev, who Josh is really close with, right, being the captain of uh, AKA. Mm-hmm. We were saying how Makachev is actually a better striker and not as good as a grappler or, you know, wrestler as a uh, Khabib, but his submissions are better and his striking's better. He just doesn't have the same mentality that Khabib does. And even Josh saying, even in his last main event, you could tell the nerves got to him. So he just needs more of that. And then he's going to run the division. So that's why I said, you know, he was like, oh, I want him to get, you know, like a, a Darius or something like that. I'm like, no, dude, let, if you're, if you saw, you know him better. I didn't think he looked nervous, but Josh knows him way better than I do. 
If you saw that he wasn't at his full potential in his first main event, why would you just toss him to fucking Darius? Give give him a a guy like Dos Anjos who's been you know a title holder and is a great next step for him. And Josh didn't want it, but doesn't matter, Josh. You're not Sean Shelby or Dana White. This is the fight you're getting, dude. <laughs> and I love this fight. Yeah, great fight. Because we'll see where Makachev is at. All right, we know now the price of the pay-per-view card for Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. It is $59.99. Not terrible. Mm-hmm. That's your boy Espinosa. Espinosa says $59.99. That reflects a couple of things. It's in the ballpark of where similar fights have been. It's at a point below a lot of other higher-priced pay-per-views, but in particular on this one, I think you've got full boxing card of exciting young fighters. That was key. Who else is on this? Do we know? I can pull up the card. So Comey event, like Amanda, Serrano, Ivan the Beast. Um, all right. Uh, who? And, okay, Tommy Fury's fighting uh, Anthony Boy Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. I mean, way better card than uh, Logan Paul Floyd, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Way better card. And that's on a Sunday, right, Chin? Is that this 29th? Yeah, set? 29th Sunday. That's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. I'm so intrigued by that main event, by the way, as it gets closer. So this is just Dana White's talking about Oscar De La Hoya and pretty good, going pretty hard on him. Yeah, they hate each other. Yeah, right? I'm praying Vitor knocks this crackhead out. Wow. Yeah. And viciously, viciously knocks him out. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen, to be honest with you. And then also here. Hopefully all the coke sniff and tequila drink and whatever other shit that guy's been up to has caught up with him. And Vitor <laughs> lays one right on the big mouth of his and knocks him unconscious. I do think that's what's going to happen. He did also say that... Um, Oscar Delha is an amazing boxer when he was, you know, not crazy. How could you not? Yeah, he, he said he saw him live before. Oh, I was dude, like, yeah, phenomenal. That's what the shame about Oscar Delha and doing all this weird shit that he does now. Dude, you're talking about all time great. He's a fucking statue outside Staples Center, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. It's like Shaq, Kobe, Jerry West, Oscar Delha Hoya, Magic <laughs> Johnson. He's a big fucking deal, man. Yeah. Kids, kids don't know these days. They just know him as the pantyhose-wearing, cocaine-sniffing promoter. Yep. He was a fucking monster, man. The golden boy, kids. The golden boy. I don't know if we could show this video, but I wanted to show you real quick. So okay. this dude, there's a karate match in the Olympics, and he knocked his opponent out with a head kick, right? Is that frowned upon? Apparently, he's not supposed to put full force, and here's the kick. Oh, and that's the gold? Yep. And the guy was out for more than 10 seconds, too. So, And you're not allowed to knock You're him not out. supposed to go full force. But you can't. You can a, kick in the head, just not full force. What a stupid sport. I know. Then get out of the Olympics, dude. What a <laughs> stupid sport. The point is to hit the other guy, but if you hit too hard, you don't win the gold. Yeah. Get out of my Olympics, dude. It's pretty what sad. What a stupid goddamn sport. You guys talked about this a little bit. The Dana White said that Stevie Mocic was offered the John Jones fight, and he accepted I but know. That's it. For John, it's like you haven't fought a heavyweight. Fight the guy who's regarded as the best UFC heavyweight of all time. If you think that's an easy fight, take that. Come back. Get the fans on your side. It just builds the Francis Cyril Gon fight even more. I think it'd be such a great opportunity. Unless he's worried that Stipe can beat him. He's like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait for the title. How do you think he matches up with him? It depends where Stipe's at. You know, I don't know if Father Time's caught up with him by now or not, but. Um, you know, if it's a solid version of Stipe, 
out of Francis and Cyril Gaon and Stipe. Stipe's probably stylistically the toughest matchup. Yeah. Stipe can wrestle. He can box. He's heavy-handed. You look at the other guys. Francis, not a great grappler. Cyril Gaon, not a great grappler. You know, so John can expose that. John can fucking wrestle, man. But against Stipe, it's not going to be as easy to get him down. And Stipe has a gas tank. And, you know, he brings the pressure. You know, he'll, he can keep John on his back foot. He can take John down. So stylistically, yes, that'd be the toughest matchup for John. Yeah, he wanted to wait a while, too. I, yeah, he says he wants to wait a while. And it's also not bad to be like, mm, I'm just going to fight the one of Cyril Gon Francis. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. Michael Chandler says he won't be vaccinated by UFC 268 in November, I think it is. And you know how New York is getting crazy about indoor stuff? Yeah. Yeah, so you can't. So he's thinking it's possible that his fight with Gaethje might be off because of that. And he doesn't want to just get vaccinated so he can fight Gaethje no. in New York. And then also... Here's what's interesting is Dana White is super adamant on the fighters not being vaccinated yep. as well. He said they can't force anyone to do that. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting how that plays out. Because of New York commission and you're dealing with the state of New York. Mm-hmm. But obviously New York focus on Cuomo and that stuff and then worry about fighters being vaccinated, you know? <laughs> oh, you're worried about the healthiest athletes on the planet being vaccinated, eh, you got bigger fish to fry like Cuomo, huh? This is pretty cool. Yuri Proshaka is going to be the backup for UFC 267 in case something happens to Jan Blakovich or Glover Teixeira. Listen, so he'd be fine for the title. If that I don't happens. want anything to happen to Jan or Glover, <laughs> but we all know how I feel about Yuri, and I really hope Glover rolls his ankle going into that fight. <laughs> well, did we talk about this yet or no? What is it? Um, Connor reacting to Khabib's thing. No, we haven't. So, hotboxing Mike Tyson, Khabib reacts to Connor's recent tweet about his father's death, and then Connor says, "To quote Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. this is an original, but he's just playing off of Mike Tyson's verbiage here. I want to eat his children. When's the last time he's even seen them? Actually, his wife, his mother. How about you go spend some time with your kids and family for a change, and keep my name out of your mouth before you get trapped somewhere again? You might not be so lucky next time." He just feels lost, you know, like he's looking for his identity. My problem with him tweeting at Khabib is we saw you physically fight and you lost. You know, you got dominated. So if you would have beat him or been like really close or like split decision, then I'm all here for this. All right. Maybe that fights down the down the line. Khabib's retired. Retired is the greatest of all time. Connor's won one fight in five years. It's like, all right, his leg fell off. So it's like a little bit of desperation. Yeah, it's very bizarre. I know. He's not doing himself any favors. Okay, so Sean Brady was supposed to fight Kevin Lee before, I think, in July. And it's canceled again. Before, it was Kevin Lee had to bail because he had a rib injury. But this time, they're supposed to fight. And then Sean Brady has something happen to his foot. Broken foot? No, it's like an infection. He had a little cut. And that cut made... It, it got Stacked. The infection got worse and worse. Cellulitis? Cellulitis? So they had to drain it's it. just a fat foot, right? <laughs> I don't know. But they had to actually go... Uh, do surgery on it. Oh, damn. He has a lot of ankles. Yeah, they got huge. That sucks. That'd be yeah. a great fight. So Dominic Cruz posted this. I thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, damn. Are you allowed? Uh, what, is, what is this? It's like a backyard... <laughs> He just says, which one are you? The guy was like going crazy at him with strikes and the guy just did some judo throws. Yeah, the guy kept doing judo, him. judo. Yeah. That's the most lit fucking kumite I've ever seen. Outdoors. Hell yeah, that shit is sick. Okay. Which one are you? Neither, dog. <laughs> You're just talking about Sugar Sean. 
he got a new tattoo on his neck and it's him throwing or shooting a basketball. Okay. I just want to get your thoughts on this actual tattoo. Listen, when you have as many tattoos as Sugar Sean, then it's like, well, now it's just whatever, you know? If that was his only one, it's like, all right, well, I don't know <laughs> if I'd do that, but. And the tattoo artist is apparently really famous and does amazing work. Yeah, that, but that was weird. legit as shit. These look oh, amazing. Oh, wow, those are sick. Yeah. But also that him shooting the basketball was him, um, like you said, he was playing basketball, right, in mm -hmm. his last fight. I dig it. Cool. When you have that many, what's one of you shooting a basketball, for God's sake? <laughs> and this guy has 2.1 million followers, tattoo artist, Romeo Lacoste. Monster. So, you know, Showtime Pettis has his own or, or fight uh, organization now. So he's actually, he's saying like he wants to have this guy on now. It's scheduled for five rounds in the SFC lightweight division. Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner, a mixed martial artist. Holding a professional record, 24 wins, 12 losses. He stands 5 feet 10 inches tall, weighing in at 155 pounds. Fighting out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, presenting the former UFC lightweight champion of the world, Anthony Showtime. He's fantastic. Yeah. I can't get enough of him. And you wanted, you said he should probably start with a small organization. So this, this is perfect. perfect. Yeah. He jumps from this, crushes it there, goes to the UFC. Mm -hmm. A quick Bellator one. Vitaly Minikov, who was with the champion of Bellator for a while, uh, he stopped fighting after like since 2019 because of some visa issues, but he's back now and he's taking on Tyler Fortune. Ooh, tough fight for Fortune. Mm -hmm. Fortune's coming off the win over uh, Mitrione. This is an old post. I think I saw on Madison May, but it says like, is this the baddest corner ever? And you see right there, God, John Danaher, fucking good. Greg Jackson, Frost yeah. Hobby. Yeah, Nurse. I agree. That's probably the baddest corner of all time. <laughs> Phil Nurse, mm -hmm. uh, Faraz Hobby, Faraz, yeah, Jackson, Greg Jackson, Donaher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's it's the baddest of all time. Look at that picture, dude. Jesus yeah. Christ, that's fantastic. Sean, I criticize USC. Why do they have a problem paying someone what they're worth? Interesting. Sean keeps going at the pay thing. Uh huh. He said this on his podcast again? Yeah, it says podcast. So, uh, all right, I'll read this. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this. When you say that, you're not. Uh, I was talking to my manager. He was talking to Sean Shelby, and Sean Sh Shelby was mad at me. O'Malley said on his podcast, dude, I don't want to fight in New York. It's far. The taxes are ridiculous. And Tim Welch, his head coach, has no gi ADCC trials that weekend. He told me that before I even potentially had a fight, so that's uh, his thing. And I'm not going to say, no, I have a fight. We're doing it, especially when I could fight like a month later in Vegas. Sean Shelby was just like mad and like, fine. Go hang out with Takashi 6ix9ine. Just acting like a fucking tool, dude. I don't know if I should have said that or not. No, we shouldn't have. Uh, but it's like, dude, come on. What are you doing? Yeah, it's tough for Sean O'Malley to do this. The, the, I agree with him on everything. Like, why does it, what, does he have to fight Matt Square Garden? He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to pay the taxes. He can fight a month later. It's not a big deal. <clears throat> Treat these guys like human beings. You know what I'm saying? And I like Sean Shelby. He says, they don't need me. The UFC would be 100% fine without me. If they want another huge, giant star, I could fill that role for sure, but they don't need me. But don't treat me like that. Like, act, uh, act like I'm not training or nothing. Go, go, you're hanging out with 6'9", dude. Like, um, I hung out with him once. Well, three days. <laughs> I hung out once. Well, three days. Like three days. 
But yeah, so it's like, cool, dude, treat me like a piece of shit. No, it's like, dude, I'd rather not deal with him at all and just deal with Dana. I do think Sugar Sean's in a spot where he can talk like this and he'll be okay because mm -hmm. he's undeniable. He just has to keep winning because as soon as you start losing, they're going to bring this back and, and hold it against you. But right now he's fine. I'm with him, though. Fuck, fuck fighting New York with the taxes, flying out there, his coach isn't there. Who cares if he fights a month later? It's mm -hmm. Vegas. Be cool, UFC. The UFC has to do a better job of not treating their employers like they work for fucking Apple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this, this isn't some China, China slave factory. Like treat them like human beings. It's going to go so much further for everybody involved. Just be cool. Like why not? Like, hey, Sean, we want you to fight. Ah, uh, my my coach isn't going to be there, and I won't pay the taxes in New York. Can I just find the next card? Yeah, we we'll get your opponent. No problem. Click. Move on to the next guy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with Sugar on this. Don't treat him like shit, man. There's just no need for it. Mm -hmm. You'll be fine. UFC, you'll be fine. How many fucking fighters you have? Just find somebody else to fill the gap. What were you going to say, Chin? Yeah, I remember you said um, the other guy first, a small... Yeah, Joe, Joe Silva. Silva but the, worst, Joe... the worst of the worst. So he, he said, did he treat you like this too? Way worse. Way this. worse. This... They, where they have to change, right? In the cancel culture, 2021, they can't treat guys like they used to treat us. Wow. But... Joseph was notoriously known for this. And I have no ill will against the guy. Tough job, you know? No idea where he is. Listen, saying. they're not doing fucking rocket science, so take it easy. You're matching up fighters. And a lot of these fights are, they make themselves, so take it easy. But, um, you know, it, it, they, they just, you know, and Joe Silva's 5 1, mm -hmm. got the job being a troll on Sheardog. So it's like, that's who you hired, you know, and these guys get these big egos. Keep that same energy uh, if Sugar Sean, let's say, fought for Bellator and you saw him in the streets. Keep the same energy. <laughs> I'm with Sugar Sean, though. Don't treat these guys like shit. It's, everybody's going to be happier and more willing to do bend over backwards for you. If you're just, not, if you're just treating like a goddamn human being. Sugar Sean's a massive star. So what you don't want is Sugar Sean going on his podcast and Twitch and whatever else he's doing because he's such a big star shining a light on how bad you treat these guys. That's not, you don't need that right now. Cause then the, these people look into it like, Oh, they're mistreating their athletes. And then you got problems on your hands. And yes, you don't want them looking under that carpet. I can't imagine a boss or a worker, you know, a coworker or whatever, talking to you that way. And chin, that's nothing. I know that's nothing. That's nothing. Every fighter has a story about the matchmaker stream like shit. I wonder if uh, that guy, Rich Chow, it's the same way. No way. You know from Bellator? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Those, you know, but the, those matchmakers, they, they have a job and they have pressure to make the fight. So when you say no, they're like, dude, you know, the boss asked me to make this fight. You're not doing it. So then they position themselves like, all right, well, we'll see. You know, yeah. you might be on the undercard next or we're going to do this to you next or we're going to discipline you. But Sugar Sean's in a spot where 99% of guys aren't where he can go, yeah, dude, I'm not fighting on that. He's undeniable right now. But as soon as you lose, they're going to hold it against you. I think Sugar Sean's be fine in this. Alrighty. So there's a Bellator card and a PFL card. That main event's tasty. Yeah. Musasi versus John Slater's a great fight. Both of them are Friday, apparently. Hell yeah. I like Friday fights. Yeah. And then and this then is the PFL card. Roy technically lost the last fight, really did it. Fighting Ray Cooper, that's a great fight. Cool, man. Cool. All right, kids. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. If you missed the Calabas Fight Companion, UFC 265 with TJ Dillashaw, Brian Ortega, 
Mark Harley and Josh Thompson, myself. It's available now on the Thick Boy channel. Check it out. It's a great old time. Next week, I'm in North Carolina, August 19th through 21st. North Carolina, get your tickets. End of the month, closing it out, La Jolla Comedy Store, La Jolla, California, August 26th through 28th. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No longer doing Sundays because I have a fight campaign that night. Then San Jose, California, San Jose Improv, September 9th through the 11th. Then the big boy, San Antonio, Texas, September 24th. One show only on that Friday, then one show only on that Saturday, the 25th. San Antonio, Texas, stand on up, Bud Light Event Center, all right? Tickets at FATKZ.com or ThickBoy.com. That's it, kids. Love you. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Cuban legend Guillermo the Jackal Lugandao takes the ring. The Jackal unloads. This guy's a genius inside the ring. Standing in his way, he's one of boxing's most vibrant champions. John Riel Casimero. He's got personality. He's got power. He is a force. Wigan Diao versus Casimero for the 118-pound world title. Live on Showtime.